Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works. I am your host, I'm Shemaine Linney, I'm a fitness and nutrition expert, certified iridologist and biohacker, and I hope you're keeping really, really well today on this beautiful March day. I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, And I hope it helps you understand labels a bit better too. It's a question I've gotten asked a few times over the last few weeks about fillers in supplements and the quote other ingredients. So before I go on, I must remind you that the information in these podcast episodes is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please do consult your health practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. Okay, let's go. So reading labels is something that people have a lot of struggles with. I try to keep it as simple as possible. It can be quite confusing, even at my stage in my career, and I have been doing this for over 15 years now. Um, So deciphering labels is something I try to teach my clients simply and obviously safely, but it can still be confusing, especially um, looking at carbs to fat ratios and stuff like that. I mean, generally people are good when they see ingredients they can't pronounce or they look a bit dodgy, they'll avoid them and try to stick to whole food ingredients the most. I always say the less the ingredients, the better. But then we get to like supplements and stuff and we see fillers or other ingredients and most people don't understand these or why they're there. Um, So supplement labels are required by law to list which vitamins and minerals they contain and in what quantities or amounts. But if you look closely, you'll notice that section called other ingredients and that section doesn't generally list the amounts or tell you what they actually do. And we call these ingredients your fillers or your other ingredients or even excipients. And they do all have a purpose, often therefore supporting the manufacturing process or for helping bind the supplement together. But do you really need them in your supplements? Um, And of course, could they be causing you damage? So the answer is not quite as cut and dry as we would like, but we'll have a look. So uh, fillers and excipients, they fall into different categories and many fit into more than one category just to make things extra confusing. So we have our binding agents and these are used to hold tablets and capsules together. Uh, Then we have our fillers. So these add bulk to supplements hence the name filler, they fill in the gaps so that the capsules don't appear to be only half full, which honestly, that wouldn't bother me at all if I felt like I was getting the benefit of the actual supplement. If the capsule looked half full, I wouldn't feel like I was getting ripped off as long as the supplement did what it was supposed to do. But then we have flow enhancers and lubricants, and these help to prevent supplements 
from clumping together or sticking during the manufacturing process. Um, and this also can help manufacturers lower the cost of supplements too. Um, then we have coatings and glazes, and these also help to hold supplements together and make them easier to swallow if you think of um, tablets. So not capsules, but the tablets. Sometimes they have a shiny glaze over the top of them. Then we have preservatives. These help to extend the shelf life of supplements. Then we have colors, and these help to improve the appearance of the supplements. Again, I wouldn't be concerned about the color personally, as long as the supplement did its job. And I think that's insane for someone to be concerned about the color of a supplement. You just want the quality and it to do what it says it does. Anyway, and then there's flavors and sweeteners and mo these are most common in chewable and liquid supplements. And these quote, improve the taste of your product. But these are generally the ones that are definitely not good for your health because most of the time this will be sucralose or aspartame and uh, if you've been listening to my short audi audiograms recently on Facebook and Instagram I did two on the damaging effects of aspartame and sucralose so and yes I do pronounce aspartame differently I can't remember how Americans and Canadians pronounce it but I know it's different to how I pronounce it Okay, so the most common fillers and supplements, well, the most common fillers used in supplements that you will see, and this will help you read the label, cellulose. So you'll recognize that cellulose is a popular binding and coating agent, and it's a naturally occurring organic compound found in the cell walls of plants. Um, and vegetables like our green beans and our salad greens and stuff. So this makes it a popular choice for vegetarians and vegans or even those who want to get extra cellulose into their diet for maybe gastric support. So cellulose is also popular as a bulking agent because it takes up a lot of space without adding any additional calories, kind of like our resistant starch does in our gut. Um, but humans lack the enzymes necessary to absorb cellulose. Um, so that's where our bacteria feed off it. And that's where we get the good support and good help. So this is not the worst other ingredient to have in your supplements. It's quite safe for human consumption. Quite safe in as safe as vegetables are for you to consume. And then the next one, also quite safe is gelatin. Gelatin is another popular capsule coating and binding agent and it's derived from animal sources. So from cows and pigs and your collagen. So if you don't have any restrictions or issues with consuming animal products, then gelatin is quite safe for you. Um, like you do, this this pops up a lot when I get asked if collagen is safe for kids or gelatin is safe for kids. Of course it is. You get collagen and gelatin out of your animal meats and your animal products. It's very safe. So then the next one, this is where people might get a bit more concerned where they see stearic acid. Stearic, just because they don't recognize the word. Stearic acid is another naturally occurring um, compound. So it's a fatty acid. And again, we find it in our animal products and chocolate, especially dark chocolate. 
So it's a popular supplement ingredient because of its lubricating qualities, which help supplements flow through the manufacturing process easily. Um, and because it is a fatty acid or a saturated fat of sorts, and it does have a close relationship to magnesium stearate, which we'll look at below or next, stearic acid is not actually bad, even though people consider it to be bad, which I don't even know how that happens. Um, stearic acid can be quite good for the gut and we do get it out of animal products as well. So that's where we go into magnesium stearate, the same concept. Magne magnesium stearate is a stearic acid of sorts, just we have combined it with magnesium. Um, it is arguably, like I said, the most controversial of all the excipients or fillers out there. Um, and that's thanks to one study on rats done in 1990 and the study was actually looking at stearic acid and claimed that it suppressed T cells, so immune cells, in rats and um, this reputation then also kind of filtered down to magnesium stearate but subsequent research indicated that humans may not experience this effect and may actually see benefits. So um, it's not something I'm concerned about. I don't think you should be concerned about it. The jury is still out in far as the science community on if we want to avoid supplements. But a lot of the professionals that I follow and scientists that I follow don't see an actual benefit or issue in having stearic acid in your diet because like I said you will get it from consuming animal products as it is. The next one then is silicon dioxide. We're getting through these so silicon dioxide's ability to absorb moisture makes it a popular anti-caking agent. Uh, it's naturally found in sand which may not sound like something you want to ingest but there's no research to suggest that it causes any problems or interferes with the body. It is a mineral per se, so it may actually have those beneficial aspects. Um, then the next one is carrageenan. So carrageenan is derived from red seaweed and is used as a vegan ticketing, ticketing agent. Um, that probably sounds great to some people. But some studies have suggested that it can cause severe gastrointestinal distress and inflammation. So I don't know if you want to completely avoid it because it might be a bit hard, but be aware of it. Um, for those of you that are vegans that listen to me, you can find that study on the, it's titled Review of Harmful Gastrointestinal Effects of Carrageenan in Animal Experiments. It's a 2001 study from the Environmental Health Perspectives. Um, so you can check that out if you want to know a little bit more or more details. The next is potassium sorbate. Potassium sorbate is a natural salt that's often used in supplements to help preserve them and extend their shelf life. Some people do not like potassium sorbate because it's often manufactured synthetically. But the FDA or the Food and Drug Administration considers it safe to eat. Uh, take that as you will. Um, the FDA, I 
I have my own opinions. Um, I'm sure you have yours over the last two years on the FDA, but that's what potassium sorbate is. And some people have a, sen a sense, do have a sensitivity or allergy to potassium sorbate, which can cause nausea and indigestion. So just keep an eye out for that. Okay, the next is titanium dioxide. Titanium dioxide is a whitening agent used to improve the look of supplements. It literally carries no other benefit. I don't even know why someone would be concerned about the look of a supplement. Like, that's insane, again, to me, because as long as it does its job, that's all I care about, and the quality is there. Um, it Titanium dioxide is something though that I have said to many clients over the years when I see that in their ingredients because I do ask my clients for a lot of pictures and vice versa I send them a lot of pictures pictures are important on this journey it helps both of us but anytime I've seen titanium dioxide in their supplements there's a specific brand I'm thinking of that uses a lot but I don't want to mention them um, in this episode but I've always said, no, that's a terrible supplement. I don't want you taking that anymore and I'll give them a better option. Um, and this is because titanium dioxide is considered to be carcinogenic. Um, and this was by the European Chemicals Agency and even the Canadian Centre for Occupational Health and Safety. But um, the European standards are quite high when it comes to supplements and foods. So if they're saying, look, it's best to avoid supplements that contain titanium dioxide, then I'm going to be telling my clients the same. And I have been doing for years. Okay, and last one, we've got artificial colors and flavors. These ingredients are, again, included to enhance the look. And even in some cases, the taste of supplements, like I mentioned earlier with chewables or gummies or even some liquid supplements and generally I mean you will get a couple that will use something good like monk fruit or stevia to sweeten or flavor the supplements but generally most of the time and it makes me cringe I even saw it on Metamucil recently they had um, sucralose in it and then aspartame would be the other popular one the damaging effects of them is just insane again go back and listen to the audiograms I posted on those they'll be on my Facebook or my Instagram pages so like alarm bells go off when I see those ingredients avoid 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 um, the FDA does consider them safe so that goes back to you make up your own mind about the FDA um, but other independent organizations and science platforms consider them not to be safe and advise that you avoid them whenever possible. So you can look at other posts I've done on different things and then make up your own mind. Um, but definitely for sure, if I see titanium dioxide, aspartame or sucralose in supplements, it's avoid straight away. And that's even before I look at food colorings. It's those three for sure. And then, of course, monosodium glutamate is another big one. But you don't see that as much in supplements as you do in food sources. So the bottom line is not all fillers are harmful. But 
you don't necessarily need them either, but that doesn't mean that they're all bad. Um, so now that you know all of this, you can look at a supplement and look at the label and hopefully feel confident when you read the other ingredients section now and be able to make an educated choice on what you're spending your money on and putting into your body. So I hope you guys found this really helpful. As always, if you've any questions, you can reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram or Rumble or even YouTube. And you can also send me a message through my website, shemainsmodelhealth.com. There's a contact me button up the top there. And you can let me know if you've any questions. Please do share with anyone you think might find this helpful. Sharing is caring and it's really important that we all take responsibility of our health now and become advocates for ourselves. If you have not subscribed and followed me already, please do. I would really appreciate it. I hope you all have a great day and I'll chat to you guys really soon. Bye-bye.